I hate intros, and this is the intro now. So what's up, guys? Welcome back to Business Night Podcast. It's supposed to come out once every two weeks. So if we skip two weeks, it came out every two weeks. Um, yeah, I got Kyle on. We are just shooting the shit. I have been working on getting our good buddy Jonathan Hurst on, um, but obviously with the crash in Long Beach, which we will definitely talk about today, and Very everybody's much. reactions at that race and all of the fun behavior that came out of that race. Um yeah, after uh, after that, he is obviously incredibly busy getting the car back together and getting ready for Atlanta. We are recording this. I mean, at this time next week, I will be just showing yeah, up. I'll be at the Type out. S meet. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's coming up way too quick, man. And then it's, there's like a week break, and then it's Orlando. That's what I was going to say. Like it's well, it's two weeks, but really it's a week, right? By the time you get home, and then you have to start getting ready to go out again. You're you're home for a week and back on the road. Yeah. And the worst part is I'm like, I'm upset because I have to take a spirit flight to Florida again. (laughs) And like, I know how, I know first world problems that is, but like the biggest issue is that the camera bag I have now is like, it's thick. Like it's, it is just riding the line of what you are allowed to bring on as a carry on. And uh, it does not fit under the seat in front of me at all. Like not even close. So uh, last time I just kind of straddled it and put my sweater over top and nobody said anything. But, <laughs> That's yeah, not suspicious or anything. It, no, exactly. I just get on a plane with this huge overstuffed <laughs> right? backpack and you're putting it, you're putting a jacket yeah. over top so, and you're trying to hide it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just don't look, don't look here, ma'am. Um, anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. What was your, your perspective of, of long beach in general? Cause like I was there. And I did watch, admittedly, I watched top 16 afterwards. I didn't watch the full top 32. Yeah. So like this year I had more of a unique perspective, right? Knowing that you were there and like getting messages kind of back and forth from you was like super interactive for me, but it was also, <laughs> it was, uh, I don't want to say irritating, but knowing what, how little <laughs> of the, well, knowing how little of the action actually gets covered, right? Like. I'm, yeah. I know everything that's going on because I, I see the pictures, I see the, <laughs> I see what's going on. And then I'm watching the live stream and I was like, okay, I get it. Like there's an Aston Martin, but like, let's move on, you know? So, yeah, I, it, <laughs> I didn't catch that part. <clears throat> I mean, obviously they want to hype it up. They did the same thing with FedEx with, with any yeah. super unique car that's come out, which is good. I mean, it's, it's going to bring attraction to the sport, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, it broadens the sport. It's great. It's just like they focused on it so much and and they just, I don't know, it seemed uh, it seemed to overshadow the event for me because there was a lot of people in a lot of new cars um, mm. that didn't get all the same, I don't know, the same fanfare, right? Like you even talk about uh, Jonathan Castro's new build, the GR86. Like that wasn't like they just took his old car and shoved a new motor in it, <laughs> right? Like Papa Doc has built a yeah. brand new car, so... Well, I think this is something we've talked about with like, you know, just drivers in general that like you, there, there's definitely, I, I shouldn't, I mean, I, I'm going to say it. I know I it's really a tough line. This yeah. there, there, <clears throat> I know. Right. There's, but there's like a buddy club and this, this happens with anybody, right? Like yeah. you have your friends and you're going to help your friends and promote your friends more, even if you don't know, even if you don't realize it in, and, and that's, that's the thing. Like you have the guys that have been around a long time, like a Ryan Turk, a, you know, Chris Forsberg, a, a Von Gitten, um, you know, even Chelsea Denofa is kind of in that second wave of drifter. Whereas like, you know, a, a Jonathan Castro 
is, I mean, he's still, I would call him like a second or a third wave drifter. Like, I mean, if depends on how you break that down. That's a whole other, that's a whole podcast. Yeah, it depends itself. on like if you're breaking down like when he's been in FD versus professional yeah. drifting and then qualifying professional yeah. drifting with FD, right? But but he is not a guy who is in the regular conversation or is producing regular media. So he is not being yeah. promoted as much. He's not a new driver. And arguably he hasn't had, like he's had good runs, but he hasn't had any insane performances except, I mean, the last one I could think of was him and James Dean. I believe it was in Orlando when like he just glued the car to James's door. And it was like, but he's had good runs since. Don't get me wrong. But like, if he's you're had not great battles, either a, just they're never yeah. at like the top four, right? It's like in no, top sixteen, it, he gets a tough call or a tough matchup, and it's a great battle. He's a he does seems yeah. to do a lot of one more times. Like I don't know what the actual stats are. Just <laughs> I I feel like you're I'm right. seeing him do a lot of one more times, right? So I hope FD stats is listening to this because if if they are, please can we look at like who has the most one more times? Because I'll bet you. I'll bet you he is. He's man. I can't think of anybody who gets more than him. He's in there a lot Maybe, because yeah. from it. I mean, I don't like again because I haven't really been following him for for that long. I won't say like he doesn't seem to qualify amazingly, but his yeah. his battles are great. His obviously, tandem. right? So yeah, his follow. Yeah, he's he's arguably yeah. one of the best follow drivers out there. But it's yeah. like it comes in spits and spurts. And I, and I, I mean, I think something has to be said, too, from like the, the constant like I don't know if you follow his social media at all, but like he is he is not much, obviously no. um, I believe he's from the Dominican. I apologize if I'm screwing that up, but like <laughs> I'm pretty he, sure. He, yeah, I, I know. But like he he's a big figure there and does a lot of drifting there and has a beautiful car over there as well. And it's like how much of a struggle is it to fly back and forth all the time and make those? I mean, the Dominican's not that far, all things considered. I mean, obviously someone like Simon Olsen is traveling from Norway between for each race, which I mean, I, I have no idea. back in Japan right now, right? Like Bingo. Yeah. Ken Gushi just was over in Japan as well. I yeah. Mean, that he, yeah. He's though. doing oh, FDJ, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a couple of guys have done that over the years, but um, uh, something to be said about that, like, you know, the, the not like obviously arrive and drive has the least amount of stress, but part of me is curious if that's always the right way to go. Like, I don't know how much involvement some of the arrive and drive drivers have with the team and the setup, like a Chelsea to know if I wouldn't consider an arrive and drive and FD really doesn't but have he, that many, but, but he is in FD. Like, it, I, I mean, not that he's not involved in, in, in the, the setup, but that he doesn't yeah. have to be like, he, he's not wrenching on the car. He just, no, it's just like it's only input. Yeah. That's all he does. He shows up, says his input. Not that he's not responsible for for how well that car is doing. I don't mean that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Uh, in that way, just like like you said, yeah. the arrive and drive where he doesn't have to stress about anything except show up to the event and and be as prepared physically and mentally as he can be and just do his job, right? Yeah. And I mean, that being said, with, with a position like Chelsea's, there is significantly more to just arriving and driving in per se. Cause like, obviously um, with all their sponsorship commitments there, there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that like, you know, you'll see, you'll see a commercial or something come up and you're like, Oh, remember that they had to take time out of their day to film that, do multiple takes to get into his race suit. Like, I know that, I know that's like not a big thing to complain about, but there is significantly more going on in that weekend than just getting in the car and driving. Like there's a lot of other media commitments involved. For sure. And a guy like Chelsea that typically 
is involved in everything. If it's yeah. drifting in the States, he, he's, he's there. Right. Yeah. So it's not that he's not doing things. I just think, I think that that's one of the secrets to his success recently has been that all he has to do in FD is just show up and drive. That's it. And we're going to see how that works for drivers that are doing that this year. Right. Like, well, Adam, the, I mean, it's a great example. Exactly. Of that. The whole, the whole yeah. LZ thing. We'll see how that goes. I mean, it's, it's tough to say Long Beach is, it's so hard to compare anything to Long Beach because like, <laughs> I mean, we're going to touch on it so much about, the, uh, about <laughs> with cash, but it, it doesn't necessarily matter how good you are or how good you do or how well set up you are. It, it's that one bad move or miscalculation uh, from either driver and you're done. So it's yeah, so it's hard to say. Shoot. Yeah. And it's, and being <laughs> right, being at the beginning of the year, like it's great for, fans that are around for that uh entertainment factor (laughs) but these teams like you saw like a guy like matt field who it's not like they're short on funds they can definitely build a car like nobody's business yeah he is very upset about having to rebuild that car very upset about it very upset about (laughs) if you didn't know so yeah okay so let's let's touch on this because i mean we have to um yeah, and I'm going to try and be as like down the line. I mean, my opinion of that situation has changed so many times since it happened. So for anybody who's listening yeah. who's not aware of the situation, uh, Matt Field and Frederick Osbo did a battle. Um, we won't go into any like the stuff before, but because of one more, because of of you know drivers getting knocked out, Hurst being one of them, and then obviously literal, he didn't end up battling to the top eight. <clears throat> Was that yeah against Osbo? If I if I remember correctly, it was a top eight or top. Well, top four? No, it would have been top. No, eight that was one. for because he got second, right? So that was the last battle. That was top four. He had two yeah, buy runs he, because Osbo, he was with. I thought Osbo got uh, four. Yeah, so two buy yeah, runs. But I'm just been, saying up yeah, thirty two, exactly. sixteen. And then he had a yeah. battle, okay, but anyway, it was only a regardless, half battle. Regardless, regardless, right? when he battled, yeah, 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 and and Osbo basically nosed him and pushed him into the wall. And so he gets out of the car, incredibly heated, takes a look at the car, realizes that every single corner of that car is damaged. Um, I mean, Osmo did the right thing. He stopped, he got out, checked on him, you know, obviously understood right away that it was his fault. And then, um, I mean, it's no secret it got out. Um, Matt made a video (laughs) on his Instagram stories where he said, (laughs) you know, took a picture of the car, looked back at the camera, said, thanks, Freddie, and flipped off the camera. So... I mean, at the time when that happened, I saw that I was immediately incredibly pissed because I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And then I, I did yeah. step back for a second and go, you know what? That's that's $100,000 and three weeks of his time just evaporated. So, yes, he has every right in the world to be upset. And not just that, and, like when you know his story of that weekend, he sat in yeah. grid all day and that was his first really competitive battle. And then his car gets wrecked. Now, silver lining, he got second place, right? Like, I don't think any of the other drivers <clears throat> would be upset with second place and having to re-wrench on the car. Yeah. But it also could have gone, gone a lot worse. Like, that was a bad hit, right? Like, <laughs> it's a really bad hit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he obviously, so, I mean, feelings are justified. <laughs> feelings, anyways. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. I think that, I think, I do honestly think the reaction was was too much. I mean, it was a heat of the moment, super upset thing. And I don't agree with what he did. And obviously he doesn't agree with it either because he took it down. 
Um, yeah. But it's like, there's been, I don't believe there's been any public apology. I wouldn't expect him to make a public apology. I'm sure at some point in time, him and Osbo will, will have a chat in the same way that a lot of drivers over the years have had to have chats. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what happens. That's, I mean, that's what happens. But that's also, that's part of motorsport, right? Is those rivalries and the yeah. heated moments. And like, I agree with you. Like I, again, it's so easy to say back here, I'm not a professional driver. Like I would give anything to drive these cars, but the same aspect, yeah. like you don't know the whole weekend that that guy went through, who knows what else is going on that he just like snapped for a minute and in their position that's well, on the I mean, internet, right? Like he also everybody had, sees it. You I believe do he had his wedding and, coming up too. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right? it's like, and then la- it's like, Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Fuck. It's just, it's wild because anything that they do wrong is is under a microscope right away. And if I'm him, I don't think I apologize either because whether it was right or wrong for him to uh, freak out or get mad at Freddie or whatever, I think you or I would have been just as upset. We might not have said anything to the camera (laughs) or maybe we would have, (laughs) right? But the same aspect, I don't think he should apologize for being that emotional about that sport because that's what it takes to be a champion. That's what it takes yeah, to agreed. take it to the next level. Look, Osbo made that mistake by inches, right? Of putting him into the wall because he is going for that extra sauce because he's a champion. It's, it's right. They're going for the throat. That's the way it is. Yeah. And, and he said that too. He's like, I, I got greedy. I, I got greedy on the chase. And he knew going into it that like Matt Field has one of the most competitive, easily one of the fastest cars on grid. And that's what you have to do to to battle that kind of guy. Like you cannot give him that inch because if he would have been a foot back, he would have been so much later on the transition. And then going into that next outside zone, Matt would have just stomped on it and walked away. Like that is and that's already, the thing. If you, that, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I would say uh, uh, it already looked like that's what happened because on initiation, you can see Freddie stumble because it looked maybe they had too much grip in the car or whatever. So it looked like he was surging. So to be to surge, to try and keep up that close and then on the transition hit him like that, like it's not like the other crash that we saw where it was the whole front quarter panel that was on the other side of the car. That was, again dividing the internet on who's at fault but it was Mm. like millimeters that just was at the worst possible time when matt had the most speed at the worst part of that track right yeah i agree i agree i mean it's it's over now i believe i mean in my mind it's between matt and freddie at this point like that's that's for them to figure out how they want to handle that so i mean speaking of the the next crash obviously uh ryan little jonathan hurst um if, if you guys don't know, uh, just a quick a quick disclaimer as well. Um, uh, our company, ZZX Digital, does sponsor Jonathan Hurst. We do take care of his media and his marketing. Uh, Kyle <clears throat> kind of being the head writer for that. So um, if you saw any of that stuff, I, I mean, we, we do take a little bit of credit for that. But uh, So <laughs> yeah, we're really we, biased we in this whole discussion. It. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you saw are, it, but it, it was – Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that one – it, that one was definitely different in the end. And, and I think actually Hearst probably put it the best is that literal was hanging it out. Like he ran the quote unquote man line. Like he went all yeah. the way out. And the part that's interesting that that came up is that 
somebody talks about the marbles and drifting. And if you've never driven on marbles or, or like even just the edge of a track that's slippery, it's, it's useless. And in those cars, it's even more useless. And the hard part about Long Beach is that the marbles hit the wall and bounce back a bit. So even after, you have to remember, they're on the second side of the bracket, right? So everybody else had battled their top 32. I don't know when the street sweeper went in. And even if they did go in, watching that street sweeper go by at like 40 miles an hour wasn't doing shit. <laughs> they were just <laughs> right. driving down the middle of the track, which is the part that doesn't need to be cleaned. Anyways, I mean, I am blaming the Zamboni for the loss of a Stanley Cup right now is what's happening. Um, you know what? It happens though. <laughs> yeah. And, and so Ryan with with his car is specifically with the the s15 the the overhang that he's got from the back tire to the bumper he was in the perfect spot for where those marbles would come back and he hung it out he got a little too deep in it he put through a shitload of angle in he did manage to power it out but if you even if you watch the crash like hearst i don't even believe hearst was back on power when he got hit like he was he was trying I don't think to he slow down been, like him. no there's yeah, no way because he he would have hit him like I didn't see the in-car footage, but like he must have been left foot braking just to hold the car back to not die. Yeah, <laughs> like you have. He to probably be. was, and that's why his that's why his foot got broken. That's is because it slipped foot, off the yeah. brake. Yeah, I mean, I actually I asked Courtney, um, who's the editor for ZZX, to like, can we get a shot of just the foot? Which uh, I think made it quickly <laughs> into the video, but we could go back and look. We do have that footage. We have the power. Yeah, so <laughs> we can check. I mean, that one. That one, I mean, I, I can see why people would say that was Hearst's fault for going too hard. Um, if you watch the in-car, it's pretty definitive that that Ryan way, like, just scrubbed so much speed, which which you're not supposed to do there. Um, so. And, so, and here's the thing. So they deemed Ryan at fault. My opinion is he's at fault. And, like, that's not even the right word, right? Because, like, I think that that's why everybody got so defensive saying, well, he's not at fault. He's trying to hang the car out and do whatever. It's just by the definition of the rules, he did what was outside of what was, uh, he performed outside of what was expected. That's all that it means. And Hearst did what he was told to do, which is be on the door on the, on the entry from what I gathered. That's what they're told in the driver's meeting, especially there. And everybody was concerned about the marbles, the lack of grip, and FD wants to put on a show. They want you there. Because if you watch all of the runs for top 32, that was really the first battle that had two guys tandem going to outside one. Like really That's close. Like I'm talking, like the, I was watching it. And of course, because we're pumped up watching this car get built. So like we're cheering for Hearst, right? <laughs> and then I'm like, man, yeah. he's on his door. He's on his door. Like finally somebody's actually top 32. Great battle. And he had nowhere to go. So it's, and you can hear him talk about it. What choice does he have? If he needs to mm. win, he has to definitively win, which goes back to what we were saying before about the buddy club, right? So it was, yeah. uh, he said, it, it's so interesting because it brings up all these other points of, and it rounds back down to the Matt Field thing on reaction, public reaction, that Ryan Literal's reaction a lot of people didn't like the way he responded on social media and Hearst, he responded in the way that he thought appropriate, which was, I just want to go back out and drive. And that kind of polarized the audience, right? Well, so the, the Ryan literal one, I mean, the only reaction I saw was, was off of Kevin's corner. And I don't think that is a fair assessment of, of Ryan. I, I, that's, no, because it's not like he gave 
it's not like he said, oh, her screwed me, right? Like he said, he wasn't supposed to be there. No. I hit him, and then he, and then he was ripping on FD. And then again, he's ripping on FD. He's like, to- oh, we're going we're gonna to go back. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, you're going to apologize. <laughs> and, and like nothing's going to get done about it. I, I apologize, Ryan, if I'm putting words in your mouth. But that- It was something I mean, along those lines, back, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's two sides to this. One is you are a professional driver in the biggest drifting series in at least North America, possibly the world. I don't know the statistics to say one way or another. You should assume that you are being watched at all times in the, in the, like you are in that arena, you are celebrity status. You are on show. You should be assuming that you're being watched at all times. At the same time, I, I don't know if it was necessarily fair to have that, like, it's fair to have it recording, but to lead off and really put into that. I mean, marketing side of it, I get it. That's the best thing to do from the marketing side is like, let's go straight with the animosity. Let's go with the conflict because it's going to get views. And, and maybe literal's yeah. okay with that. He's like, you know what, guys? I don't care. My fans like me regardless. They they fucking run it. Go ahead. I, I he's am got it. I, am. I mean, go branding wise. Yeah, branding wise. I mean, he's got a very loyal follower group. Yeah. He's got, you know, and he's got a lot of people that don't like him. And, and he stirs the pot for sure. I mean, the RB versus 2J thing was one of the greatest one of the greatest times yeah. of drifting it was so much fun like it was it was it was fun like anybody who took it seriously like i'm sorry fuck you but that was fun <laughs> <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm not putting an rb in a car anytime soon personally but well. no neither am i i mean i literally <laughs> i mean like i said if you guys want to you guys took one productions, out <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah they, i mean i can't even take credit that was all garrett but yeah they they I mean, it makes more sense to run it, to swap a Jay-Z into an R34 than it is to build an RB. But that being said, it also makes more sense to run an LS than it does a rotary. It also makes more sense to drive an S15 than it does an Aston Martin. And not all of it has to do with what is the best thing. (laughs) to, Yeah, or a Corolla, which ended up being scarily competitive again. And um, won the event, perfect event, which, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, Ryan Turk, for me right now, and has been for probably the last two years, is the best driver in FD to never win a championship. I agree. I've been a, a bit of a fanboy of his for a while. Uh, mostly, you know, Same. I'm a Jay-Z, Jay-Z fan. So like when he built the old streetcar, um, 8.6 with the Jay-Z and going to the skate parks with it and stuff, like he went through Woodward with it. Like yeah. that was that was cool and all the driveway That's drifting and, and stuff. But now like to watch to see everything he's been putting in for the past couple of years. And then now like he's starting to get results. It's uh, it's good to see like, and congrats to him for winning that event with all of the hoop love and doing all the extra work for the GR Corolla reveal, because you're part of it. You're, you know, that's extra stress going to all the extra media days and all that stuff. And then he just yeah. had a baby <laughs> and then he qualifies number one and he wins just the moved. event. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, it's, it's been really cool to witness his career. I mean, like, obviously I wasn't there during the early days of like the RX seven or the old S chassis and stuff, but like, you know, kind of catching him on, on the beginning of the, of the big up climb and then now seeing him at the top. I mean, it's, it's, it's sick. So I I really do. Yeah. yeah, He ran DMCC um, for a couple of years. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he came up obviously for formula drift Canada, which for the love of, I mean, I know why they don't bring it back, but I would really like it if they brought it back. <laughs> uh, 
I'm going to talk to Ryan Sage about that. I'm going to get him back on. Be like, first question. Be like, why don't we have Formula Drift in Canada? I, I know the answer, but it's a logistical nightmare drivers, bringing people across the border. Too many drivers uh, yeah. spent too much time in Montreal is what it is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's all that. It's the nightlife. Routine, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I mean, I, so, overall, Long Beach is is nuts. I mean, I really, I do really wish Long Beach would have been isn't the first race i love and hate that is the first race of the year yeah it scares the shit of me that you have untested cars with drivers who have all this time off on you know a street course with zero runoff and cool that's how you start your year and like you said and then you have rookies at the same time and i'm not taking stabs at the rookies but like they're most of them had to either build new cars or put the most amount of grip they've ever seen and power into cars. Right. And then drive them at long beach, not just drive them at long beach. Typically who are they getting paired up against? Typically they're going to qualify a little lower. So they're going to go up against higher uh, rated guys. So it's like, if you're like a Chris Forsberg, I can't remember who he was battling, but he just built that Z and someone spun out right in front of him and smokes Uh, the quarter panel on it. Right. And you're like, I don't know if it was the battle or practice, but it was Brandon Sorensen. Yeah. And again, no, I think he's it, not a rookie. I'm just saying like it can, no. it's one of those things well, like first event of the year, there's, there's nowhere to go. Like there's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there isn't, there's, there's zero room for mistakes. I, I, you, you brought up a really good point though, that, that I think a lot of people forget is that it's the, it's dialing in grip. Like they've never had to before yeah. because most guys, even if they're running a bigger tire are not going to be practicing in the off season with a full comp tire. And if they are, it's you only can't. for a few runs. It's not like, yeah. Oh, it's so expensive. Because, well, it's and where like, are you going to run it? <laughs> you're going to run it at, yeah. at Park? Like, you're going to run a, you know, a, a full 305 Nitto at you, one of the small tracks. You have to get to a, a, a big track, and then you need the whole crew there to run the car at competition level, basically, right? Yeah. You don't have to have to, but you know what I mean? Like, it costs so much money. You'd only be able to put in three laps in the car versus 10 laps on even your prospect tires and setup. I don't mean just tires, but like to get the car to be able to perform well enough at those settings is it's nuts. Like we saw with, uh, Mike power, right? Mike powers, his car, it looked like it had trouble (laughs) and it looked great last year. It did. No, it did. Well, that, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, he, he, all of his notes, all of his experience, or at least 99.9% of that was with a, like a 295, or I guess it'd be a 265 realistically. And then now he's jumping up onto a 295. So it's like, it's a whole, it's, it's just so much, it's, it's so much difference. You can't, you can't expect the guy who has driven that long on a 265 to then jump onto a 295 or God help them a 305. And just be like, right. oh yeah, no, this is the exact same. Cause it's not. And it breaks more shit. Like that's the other part is like stuff that never broke before is now breaking and it's breaking a lot and it's expensive. Like it, it's, like it's just, you're it's such having a different, to run nitrous such now a different for, thing. for a spool aid. You're having to run yeah. tow like you've never run, right? Like, or you're running, yeah, you're running eight pounds of or eight psi in your tires, whereas before you're running you know two sixty fives with fourteen psi, and like a, a two ninety five at eight is way different than like 
Yeah, it's just it's such it's, it's so not just different. The, it's it's night and day. It's not just the width of the tire it. too, right? Because in prospect, I mean, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a two fifty five forty eighteen that they have to run. Like I think the sidewalls denoted as well, right? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so that's yeah, the, I believe so. I that's the bigger thing is this whole time, but it might be a two fifty five. I think it's two fifty five. It could be a sixty five. Maybe there's rules based on weight or chassis or whatever, but. It's like when you look at GT radial, right? And when you look at what they're running, if you put those two tires next to each other, it's not just the width that stands out; it's the sidewall. And talk to anybody that drives a car sideways; (laughs) it's not just the width of the tire you're, you're relying on, especially at that higher horsepower level, right? So, it's not just like you have. 20% 20% more grip, you know, some like you're, you're almost doubling the grip in some cases here. So now cars that were lighting off with no problem, well, now maybe they need a, a hit of nitrous to spool the turbo. And then that maybe is putting these engines over the edge and adding an extra just layer of complexity to the build. Right. So, yeah. And, and I think, I mean, we saw the big change when Nitto, um, I think it was when, I think the, if I remember correctly, it was when Ryan Turk switched over to Nitto and they launched those tires. And then you looked at them and went, what in the fuck is going on with that? Because they were running, like the sidewall was so aggressive that it was coming out like past the lip of the wheel. And it's like, what the hell? And then you realized, oh, well, when I'm going sideways <laughs> yeah. at 8 PSI, that is now tread. Like, like I feel like that has been your the biggest upgrade almost. in tire. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it's going to smush out like that. Like you're going to take something that's that's like this, and then you're going to flatten it out. Well, now you have all that to go as well. So I I feel like that is is one of the things that people are talking about is like tire technology now is like focused so much on like okay, how are we stiffening these sidewalls, and what are we what are we doing with these sidewalls to make this more competitive? What is interesting on the tire front is that um, I don't know if I can talk about this, but. <laughs> Actually, no, no, I can't because Alec Robbins already posted about it. It's fine. Uh, Federal is coming up with the 305, which means now because okay. that that has been the issue with Federal is that they just haven't been as competitive as the other tires. Um, although Rome is on them and Rome looked fucking phenomenal. So Man, he looked great he, aside I, he, from he can't shit on Federal boop, that hard. But, <laughs> right. That's yeah, it's a little boop between friends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was after a couple one more times, so. Yeah, he might he might be the guy in the running for the second amount. I mean, the problem is that I, I guess <laughs> yeah. he hasn't been running in FD as long, but maybe average average one more times per per year, he might he might be winning. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see Wait. what what these 305 Federals look like. Yeah, and to see if that means more people are going to run them, or if that just means that they're more because they're more cost effective, I believe, right? I mean, I don't yeah. have to buy tires at 305 wide, so, but I would assume they're more cost what? effective. So that would help these budget teams maybe get a little bit more competitive, right? Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting too, cause like we've got a fair bit of tire selection within FD. So you've got Federal, GT, Nitto, Nexon, and Falcon. So I don't know of the last time that we had five tire brands. Because, like, there was, like, the Hankook Achilles era with Falcon. Like, it's usually three or four. I don't know if... Yeah. I don't know if there's been five before. I mean, maybe way back in the day when, like, there was, like, 
Nan Kang and and you know like all these all these <laughs> yeah. different crazy brands just are in there. But... Run whatever, yeah. But, yeah, just whatever I whatever mean, you could bring, you know, golden triangle. <laughs> whatever. I, I say let them run whatever it is as long as it meets the minimum criteria for tread wear and and stuff. And I I don't really know how much more they could do with tires. <laughs> Other than make them make more smoke, I, you know, like Ken Block tires, but that's about it. I mean, we say that. You can block tires. I, I mean, we say that, but they, they do seem to get better and they get faster every year. So it's like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what goes into rubber technology. Like, I just mean like, I don't me. see how a smaller company is going to be able to cheat. You know what I mean? So if someone, if somebody uh, who's not an FD right now because of tires, apparently wants to run a certain brand of tires, let them like, what does it matter that the, the whole spirit of, of fd is supposed to be let them if you you want to run a two liter corolla engine go for it everyone else is running v8s so if you can win on that that's good a good for point you. yeah yeah if it fits within our regulations if if we yeah. you know if we deem that like it fits within this i mean the, the really the hard part is going to be the treadwear but there's very few companies that are coming out with with that kind of treadwear anyways that that would actually work in a drift yeah. car but how anyway again maybe i don't understand tires enough to know this but how are you going to hack the treadwear algorithm anymore to be able to get more laps and more grip than what these guys are already making without going as long as I, it's not a full slick it's just like this thick just incredible tread but i know what you're saying like <clears throat> but even then you're, you're then giving, you have you're giving up lifespan up, right? for grip like, yeah yeah, it's a life. It's a lifespan versus grip balance, right? Where like a, um, I mean, uh, I mean, there's lots of lof, lots of brands. Kendas are a great example of that. Like they are grippy. Don't get me wrong. Like they they, they are a grippy tire, but they are more of a lifespan tire than Achilles one two three is. <clears throat> Whereas yeah. I mean, which don't even exist anymore, which sucks because that was like the golden tire, um, at least in my opinion. I mean, the Hankooks I know were really good, and I heard the Maxis Maxis weren't bad, but I don't know. I'm not an FD driver. Fucking, I don't even know yeah, why people think I, I know run, how to drive. And I run used takeoffs, and I can barely spin those. So, <laughs> same here. I gotta. I'm just a. I'm the ultimate armchair quarterback, buddy. I was. I was literally I on Facebook Marketplace looking for for stuff earlier. Don't knock sim drifting. You. Next, I'm not. I'm not knocking sim drifting. I'm saying <laughs> I need to do it more. I just have zero time. Um, I mean, I've got a whole bunch of used tires here. Next time you come by. Because you know you're, you're so close. I only run 16s. That's the only thing. Because I'm lazy. I, and I, I think don't I have a stack of 16s. I'm almost positive I'll I have a stack them. of 16s. <laughs> All right. My um, wife is so getting what, slightly concerned with all the wheels here. So, I did I ever show you a picture of my backyard at one point? Like when I had like a tire farm, like leaned up against my my trailer. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. It's it a way was, to do it. We I put them out at the side of the road, and I believe Scott and I counted off like 145 tires. I will probably get there, but I have a barn, so we're good. It can hide a lot of stuff. Oh man, that's dangerous. That is dangerous. Um, so Atlanta, Road Atlanta, obviously coming up next. Uh, no pro spec at this round, yeah. which I was mistaken. <clears throat> I thought there was, but there's not, which no. sucks. But also, I got real tired of watching guys getting pulled out of the kitty litter. So it, it slows it down at that track, honestly. Right? Like, uh, I mean. It, it's fun probably as a driver because I don't know, that looks like one of the most fun tracks because it's super difficult 
um, on the initiation. Just all of it looks hard, but in the kind of way where it's still fun. There are tracks that look hard, like Long Beach, where you're like, this is hard and hard. <laughs> it doesn't look enjoyable, you know? <laughs> and it's something about ripping down yeah. that hill looks like it's a ton of fun. In the, I mean, if I compare sim drifting, it's like my favorite track, that and Irwindale. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It does, I mean, I've been in car. Obviously, actually, no, I have driven it, but I didn't drive the FD Land. Yeah. I did it in a really terrible vehicle. I did drive there, but I've <laughs> I've been in cars yeah. more than I drove there. Um, and and it's I mean, it is it is a lot. Honestly, my favorite my favorite drive ever on Road Atlanta um would be Jeff Stoneback. I got to go in his old pro car as a passenger, and that was the first time I drove in like a properly fast V8 car. And my (laughs) God, it was just, it was just life altering. I was like, I get it. Like we, we came out of the pits. He came up there. He's like, oh, it's going to give it a couple like test perhaps. And I was just like, and I was like, I looked at him. He's like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just, I get this V8 thing. Finally. Like I understand now. (laughs) He's like, man, we, we we only hit 4,500 RPM. I was like, I know. (laughs) Like, Anyways, that, that was probably the most fun I've ever had on that track. But Fuck. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, dude, the, my background, that is Road Atlanta. Like, that's how much I love yep. this track. I need to put the keyhole in there because it's not, it I, should be. I see that you printed it. I mean, you were talking about it. it. I didn't know if you'd go through it. Go through I, with I, it. I did. I, I'm, I'm going to put more tracks behind me. Just, I don't know. I'll put, I'll put like the worst cool. tracks that no one's ever heard of behind me. <laughs> Just, <laughs> so we're like, what's that? We're like, oh yeah, it's some, some thing down in St. Augustine, Florida. It only, it's only open for four years. <laughs> oh, man. So um, any, we have Road Atlanta next week, early- but we also have something non-FD related this weekend. Clutch Kickers at the Freedom Factory starts tomorrow. Right. <laughs> right, right after yes. Drift Week. That is, more, that is definitely more, more your, your realm uh, that I, I am not nearly as knowledgeable with. So I don't know as much about it this year because um, – I haven't paid as much attention, honestly, because I've been following more FD, but <laughs> it really, so what I like about, what I like about it from, uh, an entertainment perspective is it's a, a top 64. So it takes forever <laughs> to, for them to get through competition, but it's just constant battle, 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 battle. So I'm excited for that. And there's a couple FD drivers down there and yeah, it's, I love seeing people battle in cars that are almost attainable however it's getting a little bit crazy there's not a whole lot of cars uh running clutch kickers now under you know six seven hundred horsepower but they're still not for the most part not built to uh fd specs so yeah i, I mean, find I that mean, more interesting I'm interested to see i i agree it's it is definitely interesting um i'm curious to see how that all plays out with it being at the freedom factory. Cause like that, that obviously is going to help with attention on both sides of things. Like that's going to bring more drifting attention to freedom factory. And that is also going to bring more attention to drifting from the freedom, freedom factory. So that part I'm definitely excited for. I, but and will I that translate into more people looks like for sure. Well, it's a first time it's going to be a live stream, so it's not going to be free. So a lot of people are upset are upset about that because clutch kickers was oh, always paid. a free yeah, Cletus is is putting it on, right? So they're they're doing in-house um for the pay-per-view. So 
I, I mean, unless, unless something it? changed. Like 20 bucks? I think it's like 10, 10 or 15. Oh, or probably, okay. well, probably 10 or 15 US, so like 60 Canadian. <sighs> you know what? Anybody? Yeah, I know. Fuck. Anybody complaining about that? Just you're supporting drifting. Like at the end of the day, you're supporting drifting. There is no other time that we've had guys from like skill levels of people you've never heard of to YouTubers like Taylor Ray to, to ex-pro drivers like Alec Honadale. Like if, if, if 10 bucks is make or break. Like, and, yeah. you, and you're getting to see the old, like the, the pros that don't drive pro anymore. You're, you're seeing the wild cards. You're seeing like Brandon Wicknick. You're like, I, I like watching him. Yeah. He's a, he's a loose cannon. I love the loose cannons, right? Um, uh, it, it's going to be <laughs> Josiah's going down. He's, he brought his, uh, his XFD car down there. So it's yeah. going to be interesting, but to your comment of it bringing more eyes to drifting, like from the drag racing community and the road race or well, not road racing, but oval track community. I wonder how much of that will bleed off into FD the next weekend. You know what I mean? Just uh, of people going to the freedom factory to watch clutch kickers. They're like, Hey, I like drifting. And then boom, next weekend you have formula drift. Maybe it'll translate over. I know they're not a big fan of, um, other series <laughs> but i mean at least it's not a a shootout i guess but i mean if i was fd's marketing team i would 100 percent be bidding on freedom factory keywords in google right now like a hundred percent yeah the, the advertiser and you came out well, there I'm, right oh dude oh yeah. my god yeah it doesn't stop are you <laughs> kidding me <clears throat> do you the, the amount of times that I just like look and dissect Facebook ads, I saw one today that I don't, I want to steal because of how fucking good it is, but I'm not going to <laughs> yeah. steal purely out of respect for how good it is. Um, it was for another marketing company that does video game marketing, which I was like, I want to message and just be like, Hey, one niche marketing company to another. What's it like on your side? Um, cause it, it just, just, curious. <laughs> yeah, just like, reach out. we have, no, we're not going to compete against each other. Right? Like there's no way yeah. we're going to compete. I mean, maybe maybe we would if I started marketing torque or Sim torque drift or something, be it. which torque drift yeah. two is coming out. Yeah, but anyways, and and it was a hand drawn like stick figures of people of like like a witch casting a spell and shit. And the ad was like, if your promo, if you're you know, you should be focusing on building your game, not on building ads like this. And I was just like, it's so good, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Well, now I know oh, if you send man. something in the next couple of weeks, I'll know where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I don't even know where we were at with that. Um, I, 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 I will probably buy and watch Clutch Kickers this weekend. If nothing else, just to, like, have <laughs> on in the background. And, like, when I hear a name that I'm like, oh, shit, and then whip around well, and watch it. Kel- Kelsey's competing, I believe. So Good. And she, she did well last year. Uh, I like to see her get more seat time. Like she drives, like she drove super aggressively there last year. She had um, car problems, but it's just, it's to be able to see, like I said, it's still not quite attainable for, for me, you know, being newer to drifting and stuff, but it's something that's like FD is such a, a high reach for, for so many people that this is something that realistically, like I could, I could pay 500 bucks and, I have to just go and qualify. Like if I want to, I can pay 500 bucks now and drive down to Florida and go and try and qualify for this. And that's cool. 
Like, and people that are complaining about paying 20 bucks or whatever it is to watch something. When was the last time you had to pay to rent a movie? Like, you know, use your old blockbuster yeah. money. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Old man. There's, there's, yeah, that's there's a state of myself. Some there. young kid right now is like, what the fuck's blockbuster? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we man. went to Roger's video if that helps. Uh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Rogers video. Oh my God. There's still a video rental place in Windsor. I don't know how it stays in business, but it's still around. Wow. It, it makes no sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So do you have I, any, I mean, <laughs> clutch kickers is, is a crapshoot, but. Well, I guess back to, you know, formula drift and, and kind of the world we, we normally live in. Do you, how do you feel about things going in? Like there's so many people with like Hearst's car is a, a big change, obviously. I mean, I know it'll be good. He was looking so good in Long Beach before the accident that I'm stoked for oh. him this year. Like that car looked fast. Uh, but you have a couple of people yeah. that really could shine in, in in Atlanta because Long Beach took them out early, right? So. I don't know who else you had your, your eye yeah, on. And I think but. there was some, um, I think Kyle Mohan, this is the best I've seen Kyle Mohan drive in years, like seeing him in practice and stuff. Like, you know, he did significantly better in qualifying. Like I just, I, I, he is waiting for a breakthrough moment. And with that track in particular, he can wind that engine out a lot more. Like he can gear that car a lot more effectively for that track. And just like, I mean, we saw it even with Mad Mike Wadette, right? Like when he drove there, like he, he could do well because that, that track allows for that gearing and allows for that just like on throttle, point it. The part that gets difficult is coming out of the keyhole when you have to modulate a lot more. But yeah, everything else, if that car is very well built for. Um, I'm forgetting and I feel really shitty because I always harp that people should know like all of the drivers, not just the popular ones. And I'm forgetting this driver. Who did? <laughs> who is the rookie this year that went up against Rome that did really well? Um, Stuki. Stuki. Yeah, Dan, I'm yeah, so Daniel sorry. I, I, that is another driver that I am very excited to see what he does in Atlanta because he would he drove. I believe he would have drove Atlanta in Pro Two when he was there. So. I, yeah, I, I'm just curious. Like any any guy who has experience at, at like any of the old Pro Two guys, when they got when they get to Atlanta, it's like oh shit, like this is fine. Like I remember this, and they and they did it on a worse tire. Yeah, which is is kind of the the main thing coming down that hill and being able to like dig out enough to and then have enough traction to get up the the shoot towards the keyhole, right? Like if they did that on yeah. a 255 and now they actually have grip, they can actually a little bit more confidently go, go down the hill and hopefully not end up in the kitty litter. But I don't, <laughs> I think he'll do well. I don't really, I can't really see anybody else. That's a standout. Like Odie drives well there. Matt drives well there. Like Matt field drives well there. I don't know. Chelsea a G- a drives JTP. well everywhere. Yeah, G- yeah. I don't know. I feel like the class that we have and 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 how the cars are built now, it's it's anybody's day. It could be anybody's day. It really comes down to the car making it through all of practice, all of qualifying and stuff without issues, and 
just being on it, right? Like just being mentally prepared. I think like Matt Field is a good example of that. As soon as it becomes, as soon as he unwinds a little, that's that's it for him. So I don't know. I think it could be anybody's I game. See, I want to see Hurst do I well, guess, obviously self-serving, yeah. but I could I could definitely see um Travis Reader and Dylan Hughes doing well. Like I would not be surprised if we see either of those guys in the top eight. Um I think I, I think mean, Simon Hughes Olsen is, on is definitely roll, overdue. So. Like Hughes is on I a agree. roll. Hughes Hughes has got yeah, yeah, Hughes has got some some good backing now. He's got some seat time in the car. Looks a lot more stable, a lot more set up. Um, I didn't. He drove you're not well hearing at about Long mechanical Beach. issues. Drove really well at Long Beach. Just, I mean, tough battles. So I think he would do yeah. well. I do knowing knowing some inside baseball with with Hurst being tied with Simon Olson. Um, I do have a good confidence that that we're going to see Simon Olson kick some ass there because like. I mean, I, think it, well, so I mean, too. it was in his video. Like he's he's testing from Federal to GT Radial, and looking at how well that car is built and how well that team runs, like those guys completely changed the entire setup of that car um, for that tire and did it effectively <laughs> for a like, battle, right? Like, so so this this is the thing. Like, um, a lot of people don't realize. Like, there there are a couple of trains of thought when it comes to car setup and and FD. There are guys who set up their car once and make minimal changes, and are like, "No, I will I will make the changes as the driver, um, and I will I will adapt to what this car is to the driver I'm facing." And then there are also drivers who do very large setup changes depending on the driver that you're going up against. Now, obviously, if you're going against somebody slower, you are going to make some like you're not just going to leave the same setup between fighting Osbo and uh, Jeff Jones or something, right? Not not singling him out, just two different, very no, different but drivers. Just, yeah. You're a hundred percent correct. Like that's one of those things that you don't realize, right? Like how much goes into yeah. it. Like you're just like, oh, just put on some grippier tires, and then you're like, no, that's. And when you're talking changing setup, that's not just tire pressure, right? That's they're changing their all whole rear alignment because the car is going to react differently. They're changing lots of stuff and no testing right? That's the main thing is there a lot of it was, is guessing, right? Like if they're, if you get matched up with somebody that you have to set your car on kill for, well, you're making these changes and going into it blind. So you just have to rely on your off season testing to know that the changes you're making, how they're going to perform. But that's the part that so many people are like, Oh, they should know how to do it. He's a great driver. He has the best car, the best tires. It's like, yeah, but if the the cars are dialed in so on point for these tracks and these uh, these events that it's one little change can throw off your rhythm completely. And a track like Atlanta, yeah, it's 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 all timing, right? Yeah, well, that's yeah, especially Atlanta because it's like you come down the hill and you have to you like if you look at where the initiation point is, it's so fucking far up the hill. When you're grabbing that e-brake, so you're trying to match the amount of momentum you have going down the hill to how much side bite you think the car is going to have to then time that exact moment that you like cross across the track and then get on throttle to shoot out. And if you do it too too soon, you're too shallow. If you do it too late, you're in the grass. Like it's such a it's I mean, that is that track is a real test of sidewall like and side bite in general, like too much side bite. You launch too early not enough side bite you're into the kitty litter like i think that's 
one of the cool things with Road Atlanta. Like I, I'm trying to think of anywhere else that that is such a critical, like that alignment setup is so critical. Like obviously you're going to have that within a bank track, but you can kind of overcome that a little bit more with left foot braking or throttle modulation or clutch kicks. Like you can change that side bite a little bit, but this is like literally the first launch in the race is, is what's my side bite like. And going up towards the keyhole, having to maintain that less angle of drift to be able to extend it, but still reach that outer zone. Like that's like, is it, that's all tuning. It's one of those tracks that it, it's not, just a set it on set it on Friday and drive on Saturday kind of thing, right? Like, and again, I yeah. guess at this level, there's there's not a lot that are that are like that. But you know, if you take Irwindale for instance, and I know that it's it's a bank track, so it's it's a bit different. But you're just pretty much based on the weather. You know what you're going to run, right? Like it's I don't know. It just doesn't seem as dynamic, and that's what I think that Atlanta why it's so interesting and why it brings out the best and the worst in drivers is it's the team too that the, their setup comes out in the driver right like if the team can't set up the car then you're just going to have a, a terrible weekend well the other thing too is like <clears throat> any track that has very large speed changes in it doesn't allow you to set up the car in a way that allows you to just mat the pedal and then hold your position and then just modulate a little bit with left foot braking. Right. Like that's the part that like, I think a lot of maybe younger drivers don't look at, or maybe not, or inexperienced drivers. I shouldn't say young because Brandon Sorensen is very young and incredible. Um, but inexperienced <laughs> yeah. drivers, if you, if you have a section of track that like, you know, you need to like is, take, take, I mean, take Irwindale, for example, you can gear the car so that way when you get onto that bank, you can go foot to the floor and just steer the car. And then you get into, you know, the transition point, you, you know, you're coming off throttle a little bit, getting the car to transition, transition it back, back in. And you can literally gear the car for the exact speed that you want to be going to get around that bank as fast as possible with the right amount of yeah. grip. And something like Road Atlanta, you don't get that ability for very long you get one section when you're coming you know uh through the initiation point and then shooting to the first outside zone or however they lay it out this year and then you're going up that hill you get a little bit of it but then you're off throttle back on throttle through the keyhole off throttle back on like it's it is so much back and forth depending on your gearing potentially a drop down a gear in the keyhole depending on the engine so like it's it is a lot there um, there's gear changes but, uh, that's yeah, the main thing is like there are tracks where <clears throat> there there's no like i said there's just floor it right like there's there's a lot less yeah. gear changing there's a lot less you know one section's 100 miles an hour the other section's 80 it's not 100 40 20 40 100 right like it's yeah like i said it's it's going to be interesting and then no rest right two weeks and and you're going to florida um and the, the upside with that at least is the logistics of it are that Florida is not far. So like there's going to be, right. I'd be curious how many big rigs do you think are going to be at the LZ compound between rounds? Like, <laughs> I was thinking of that. Like, I wonder if this guy's going to charge, start charging storage or whatever, you know, why wouldn't you? 
Like no, not no, to sound shitty, I mean, if he's approaching like, people, like like, hey, you guys want to park here for two weeks? I don't think he's you know? approaching anybody. I think it's all the other way around. I think it's I think it's fucking all these guys. Like Adam, hey, yeah, man, that compound's got a lot of space. And be like, yeah, it's you know whatever amount for the until he's like, cool, yeah, I'll be yeah. there on the Wednesday. Thanks, man. Like, <laughs> how far is the airport? <laughs> and, but why wouldn't you? Right? Why wouldn't you? I don't. I actually don't know what the geographical location is like it could be that they're way off and i'm not even realizing it but i feel like osw is pretty close to where he is it, i i mean they i've seen them street drive their cars to osw so to me that's within two hours right yeah okay all right so yeah that's that's the case yeah it's uh i i mean yeah it's the, the logistics suck but there are there's going to be worse logistics this year um, you know, particularly like heading out West coast and stuff like that. So, which I yeah. need to book my flight for, I need to start booking early. Cause I got f- fucked. I did get, I did get a cheap flight. Like I said, it's with spirit, but I did end up getting a cheaper. Flight I was going to say that, so. just so you don't have to fly spirit. Right. Man, I, ah, uh, I cursed it. I cursed <laughs> it. I posted on my Instagram. Yeah. I was like, Hey, look, I like spirit's not that bad. And then they completely fucked me. Like, Cancel flight, ever, everything, just the worst. All right, if there is if there is any audio cut there, we are still learning this software. And I yeah. apologize if the We're audio back. is not syncing up perfectly. We are still learning this software. It is new to us. I will do my best to sync this up in post. So if you didn't notice uh, anything, you're welcome. And if you did notice something, I'm sorry. Yeah, leave a comment or message or whatever, wherever this is posted. Yeah which we def- I definitely need to get on. I, I think I'm, I think we, I, I really just need to leave this in your hands where it's just like, you tell me, be like, this is the night we're doing <laughs> yeah, it. Tell you where it's going to go. It's, if it's left to me, if it's, if it's left to me, it's not going to happen. And that's the issue. I just, I, I put everything else above the shit that I actually want to do. That's, that's the worst part. Uh, that's always the way it is, <sighs> right? Like you're so focused on getting stuff done for other people that you never work on your own things. I've got like three yeah, videos 100%. that I want to edit and haven't touched them. But you can just send them to Courtney and be like, here you go. Like company project. I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? No, I've got a jet. <laughs> no, not really. It's not. If I actually had no, like okay. a banger, cause I, there's a video I want to put together. That'll be a good one. I'll, I'll get some professional help on that, but I'm more for the, you know, posts and the writing. I, uh, I, uh, I've been toying with, um, making like another banger video from FD. I have the whole, the project file is open and I've already pulled all my selects from it. And I'm like, I should, I should just for me, like just to remember how to do it. So, um, cause I used to love making those banger edits and like this one would be tight. It'd be like a two to three minute. It would be, it'd be a really tight one song done. Which is perfect. I That's just, all you need. Just something, just a hype reel or a hype video and and stuff and then you can pull some small snippets for us to use for for our marketing and then they're already they're already ready like they're all sitting there that's the thing like it's it's ready to go yeah. i just have to i mean we already talked about color grading them so gotta keep that black and yeah. yellow yeah um what other what other drifting shits coming up like is there any other drifting news or anything else exciting that you can think of um i mean well drift week just finished but i don't it didn't seem super interesting. It was kind of like, I don't know if you watched any of it. It it was kind of irritating. The f- 
everybody brought trailers. So mm-hmm. like that's just a bunch of people drifting at tracks. It's drift week. I thought the whole vibe is you're supposed to have these cars, drive them track to track. And that's the attrition of it. Right. Like, like how drag week is. Um, yeah, but yeah, a lot of people had a lot of problems, but, uh, they did some pretty cool tracks. Like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen summit point, but they went there this week and that looks like one of the most fun tracks to drift on the planet. Yeah, it looks nuts. I just started watching Josiah's video. Um, if you guys haven't seen that, go like please go check out Josiah's um, video series from Drift Week because it's really good. His uh, and, his videographer and editor has fucking come so far. Like his yeah man, his skills have just uh, Jack. I believe his name is Jack. That, that's right. He, don't get me wrong. He, when he started, he was really good. Like he, like it's not like I'm saying he was shit when he started, but like now he's fucking phenomenal. I love his editing. I love his shooting. I love his editing. their content is well above their following at this point like they will blow up they have to and and on that note his products people are raving about fdf on s chassis cars like yeah so many he's converted so many people to it that i'm gonna be i'm i will be surprised if it's not on more cars and fd maybe not this year because sponsor deals are already lined up but next year I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, I've heard. I've. I. I know. I. I mean, really, I don't. I don't know of. I've. If I've heard any ma- major negative news about them, like, you know, there's going to be people who are pissed about this, or there's going to be something that broke that someone isn't happy about. But it's like, I have heard far more complaints about all of the other competitors than I have about FDF. And so. the fact that the guy drives competitively and often and develops the parts like he didn't just like oh we're gonna get a corvette to develop an angle kit they got a corvette developed an angle kit and then he drives it at every event to see what they need to change work on fix like i think that that's a a pretty good business model so hopefully that they blow yeah, up i mean because we, it, I, isn't that their whole their motto deserve like, to we be. race what we build yeah now, if they could just make yeah, a slightly I, I, more affordable I, I, E46 I kit, I'd be happy. I think they'll get there, but that's the thing. Like, you need to build these big, expensive kits, and you learn there, and then you start to develop. Like, you can make more affordable ones because they have the Mini Mantis for a couple of different cars now, where it's it's their much more affordable, much smaller angle, yeah. but like bolts right up kits. So, yeah. and those are super popular, like for Z's and stuff. But. Just so many fucking SKUs that he has to manage, like the amount of products that like people <laughs> yeah. are like, oh, build this, build that. But he seems it's, to it's make crazy. a lot of stuff interchangeable so that they can, you know, they're not making a bunch of different sized heim joints and stuff and rod ends. It's it's all they try to use as much the stuff the same as possible. Like I watch a lot of their videos and I really enjoy watching like the manufacturing process and how they go through like figuring out the CAD files and yeah, just really interesting to see that side of drifting. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I love that they, I believe it's like 350 Z hubs that they use cause they're cheap and they're, they're strong and, and like you can get extenders for the bolts, like just, just small things like that, that like they, they decided to use something that they know are going to be re- readily available, inexpensive, strong enough to do what you need to do. Like, a lot of thought went into that. Whereas other companies like, Oh, we just, I don't know. We use the same one. Cause why not? Right. And it's like, well, fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
Not everyone's going to have an E92 wheel bearing kicking around. Like that's most of the kits uh, for E36s use or E46s use E36 control arms and with E46 uh, mounts. And you're like, this is just make it easy, please. But cheap, right? Because mm-hmm. we're drifting. So, well, I mean, it's easy, easy. Yeah. It, th- that's the hard part, right? It's like, oh, it's, yeah. it's, you know, oh, it's got to be cheap too. Yeah, I mean, we listen. Every manufacturing company, we would like our cake and to eat it as well. So yes, please, and hurry up uh, next day shipping. Please, please, more cake. Yeah, and, and now, and now, and and yes, all of those things. We're not demanding. We're just asking questions. No, and wanting answers. Um, outside of that, what do you? I mean, how did your how did your drifting go? I mean. I mean, I know everybody's listening um, in for all the FD gossip and shit, but might as well might as well <laughs> give you a chance because I haven't drifted yet um, this year, and that's a problem. Pretty good. So, like, I guess for a bit of backstory, I've always sim drifted, like for like whatever six or seven years, and then I did a bit of winter drifting years ago. I built a G thirty five that we got for nothing. So then last year I bought an E forty six to build into a drift car. That that's when I went to go drift with you, and it was like. I didn't even get to enjoy it. I spent so long trying to get the car ready and, and learn and, and all that stuff that by the time I got to the track, (laughs) I was dead. So this year I had all winter to prepare. So naturally I was the night before we were going, I was still welding shit in the back of the car, but I don't know. I got there and I used like all the cheapest parts possible because I don't know, my first drift car, like first proper drift car. So I was like, I'm going to break everything anyways. Might as well see what happens. And it performed like flawlessly. I have zero complaints about anything other than it needing at least 50 to 100 more horsepower. But it was really Always. good. Yeah. A lot of clutch kicks. Like my leg was fucking sore. Yeah. <laughs> I always love to like, <laughs> like legitimately like I had to on, like, the next side day. of your leg. Yeah. Oh really? Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like I was man. limping the next day, and yeah, and my right my right arm was so sore from uh, my handbrake wasn't working very well, so I was like pulling the shit out of it. So, but yeah, it was a good time. You know, you know, it's f- funny to to blend my hobbies together. Is like I have a bunch of shit I know I need to do on the BMW, and I'm like, how like these parts that I need? Can I 3D print them? Like, is that <laughs> right. is that possible? Because that's what I'm thinking is like, oh, I need, I mean, I need a new like intake boot for this car and they're really expensive and they're really specific. And to like make one, like, because, because it's got some weird recirculating valve that has to stick in it. It's not like I can just buy a normal intake kit and make one out of it. And like where the sensors are, it's just stupid, but like the boots ripped and to get a new boots, like $160. And I'm like, this is so fucking dumb. So I'm like, Hmm, can I 3d print? this intake TPU, boot because man. i know what it needs yep. to look like and i could model it i have and i just started been playing around with tpu so i'm like this is man. perfect um and then i'm like oh i need a handbrake extender and i don't have any like big steel pipes could i like you know 3d <laughs> print one out of something really strong like just 100 percent infill and like no but I, I mean if i did like vertical lines or like like if i laid it on its like side, if you laid so it on its side yeah way, yeah, and then I built supports. I bet you I could make a handbrake extender that wouldn't break. And if it did, who cares? It's I just mean, plastic. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, you tried. Why not? That could be a but cool that, video. It's just 3D printing my drift car. That was like my whole thing. Like I'd been learning to TIG weld over the last two, three years, two years. So building this car was that it would, that's kind of the whole point of it was that like, I want to build my own cage, like regardless of how it turns out, I just want to do it to say I did it because I'm not going to be competing in any sort of series where it actually fucking matters. <laughs> but to yeah. blend the hobbies of, of, you know, uh, welding and fabricating and all that stuff that I do for like, you know, I make the rocket stoves and, and all that stuff to be able to do that with my car hobbies was cool. And I 3d printed like a horn button and uh, a bunch of other stuff for the interior of my car. So nice. Nice. It's, I, it's I, wild though. You can do that now, right? Yeah. I I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to do, it. I know I need to work on the car. I just <clears throat> like, I mean, I might be able to do this weekend, but it's like, cool. It's my last weekend before I like, I know if I don't work on it this weekend, I will not be able to work on it for at least another month. <clears throat> yeah. Which sucks because it's like, it's really not that far away from being able to drive. And the other part that sucks is when you look at the schedule for the tracks around us, close to us, they all line up with commitments like yeah. FD and, and, and other work stuff, right? Like that's what's tough. Yeah, it's it's... I mean, it is what it is, but I, I completely agree. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a tough year. I mean, I'm excited because of the amount of traveling that I get to do. I'm also like super already tired of it. Um, but yeah, but it must we'll be see. fun for you to get back into <clears throat> getting back in the pits and FD, getting back behind the lens, you know, uh, it, it seemed like it came through in the footage that you seem to enjoy it, right? Like I, I, I do. I, I mean, I enjoyed it and was immediately disappointed with how bad I got because like, <laughs> man, reviewing my own footage afterwards is one of one of the most painful things I've done in a while. Because like, and, and I don't talk about it like I, I truly can't stand any video that I've made. It's it's like I, I'm not trying to be That's like everybody, that weird though. fucking. Yeah, I know. It's just like I, I watch. I'm like, what in the fuck was I doing? Um, <laughs> yeah, like why am I shaking like this? Like, I don't it's understand. So, like, and my tracking is off. Monopod. Like, yeah. Like I'll, just, there's so many issues, but it was, there was a couple of clips in there where I was like, fuck, this is why I do it. Like, this is, this is it. Like I remember now. So I, for me, the biggest thing has been, I'm just, I'm a very social person. Like if anybody's ever met me, I will, and you, I, I, you do it as well. I will talk <laughs> yeah. your fucking ear off. Like I, I will, I, you will have to actually physically leave my area for me to stop talking to you. <laughs> and like, yeah. that is the part I love is that I can do that with so many more people again, where I'm like, Oh my God, I haven't seen you in forever. Tell me everything. Like, <laughs> uh. it, it, it was super funny. Like when I was watching back, I, I had only taken a little bit of footage when I went drifting. Just I was so excited that the car worked, right? That I was, the battery went dead and I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go. But like when I was looking at the GoPro footage, I expected it to just be, be me being a mouthpiece. You know, like <laughs> I'm sure like I talk a lot and yeah. I was so excited, but I had to concentrate so hard that I said like no words <laughs> the whole time. I was never so quiet in my life. I don't talk much when I'm driving other than like getting really stoked. I get pretty hyped behind the wheel, but in the pits, I, I do will. at the end, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I miss, I do miss driving a lot. I, I would very much like, I'm not at a point where I can just pay someone to build my cars by any means. I'm very excited for the day that that happens when I can just have a car built <laughs> yeah. for me. 
Um, and just show up and drive it. I, I, that is so far off. Like it is maybe, maybe one day, maybe this winter I could afford to actually just drop off a piece of shit and be like, can you just bolt up some control arms for me? Um, but it's not right now. I'd really <sighs> love to do an event like, um, like Matt's here at Lake Erie Speedway. That's kind yeah. of something I'd like to do. I wish that they did events like that up here where the, you have the competition in the middle of the event. That's, that's interesting. So it's not just driving. You get a break from, from driving to, to watch better drivers compete. And then you get to drive with those same people after. Like, I think that that's, that's yeah. really neat. That's something I want to strive towards doing before. I'd like to go to the one this year before the end of the year, but if not this year, I, then I think you for could, sure. I think we can make summer Matt's Erie. I mean, I'm not going to be able to make spring just because FD Florida is at the same time, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, summer would be sick. And I, I believe they're putting the competition like Saturday morning as well, which is, which I think is kind of neat. Cause no, five to seven. It is. It's Saturday night. Yeah. I thought they were yeah, putting five it, to seven. Okay. I thought I they were putting so. it in the day. Oh, maybe that's just for spring. Like I think he just put up the, I'll have to double check, should, but he just put up the schedule yesterday. It, it okay. just came out. Oh, all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely want to do that. And I mean, shameless plug, but for, for another client of ours, but, uh, if you are in Canada and you're looking for somewhere to go drifting in the United States, that's not like super far, but is a seriously good time. Lake Erie Speedway, 100%. Like I believe, I mean, it's, there's already Canadian signups for it. So for sure. It's three days of drifting, right? Like, yeah. and it's, it's, they have the, the run group split up, right? So it's, if you're a good driver, you're going to get to drive with other good drivers. Plus not to mention the competition. Like I know that, I think most of the series is locked up, but their shootout is still open. Um, to be able to go and compete for in their shootout, it's big. It's pretty big money and an FD yeah. license if you win the top three in the series. So yeah, I don't know. It's it seems like an interesting place to go because around where I am, unless you're going up into northern Quebec, there's not a lot. Like I know Drift Jam is starting to do stuff out in uh in, in Toronto area. Yeah. Yeah. The the House League, which I really, really like that idea. I really like the idea of the House League. But it's for me, it's it's pretty much the same distance to go there as it is to go to Lake Erie Speedway. Yeah, because I mean you're just gonna drop down into like you'll I mean, I don't know. I guess you'll drop down into Niagara and go into <laughs> Buffalo and come around that way. No. I go through Syracuse. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. It's like seven hours from here. Okay. I mean, that's not great, but it's not terrible. It's a, it's a hike, but right. Like if you're going to go and camp for the whole weekend. I I think, I think we should do it. I will be your cameraman for the weekend. If you want, I will vlog in your entire journey (laughs) for you. (laughs) You should bring your car. So I have someone to drive with. I I can't bring my car. (laughs) I I don't have the ownership for it. Oh, well, there's it's, that. There's that. I mean, sorry. We'll, we'll talk I about have, that off camera. I, I have the ownership for it. I do, but it is not in my name. It is in a friend's name. And that's just so hard to explain at the border. It's already hard yeah, to get across I'm the border with, with a car, but to be like, oh, it's my buddies. And they're like, okay, okay, bud. Yeah. yeah. 
not going to happen. Go back to Timbit land. Yeah, exactly. So uh, unfortunately, that is that is a no go. Although I I have been offered to drive two other cars at Lake Erie already. So which is one of them Dave's? One of them is Dave's. I think I, yeah, I, I believe so. Dave offered me officially. Dave, I believe in the conversation we had last <laughs> just, night, you offered me officially. I was going to say, you just called him out on this. So yeah, he yeah. just Drift Dave, Drift Dave, heckin' good boys on Instagram um, is said to me in full confidence that he would allow me to drive his car. So I'm holding him to it, um, which no, I probably shouldn't <laughs> because that is, <laughs> that'll be the most powerful drift car I've ever driven. Um, although it would answer my question of if somebody gave me a properly set up car, I want to know what I can do with it. So I would be, yeah, I would that's be, will- what, that's yeah. what I want to know. I would be like, very willing to, 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 I, what I would like to do, what I would very much like to do, and maybe I should shamelessly is I've always wanted to do it, but I've never done it is do drift reviews of like, get into somebody's car and just be like, cool. Like we're here at this event. I'm going to do two laps in it and just tell you what I think. Like, I think it would be really, really cool. I know um, a guy actually I had on the podcast uh, years ago in England does it. His name's fucking escaping me though. Um, but he does drift reviews as and and they do really well. I mean, there's a couple of people that nobody does it like consistently that I can think of. It's so hard. Like you would have to go to well, an event and have like 15 people lined up and that's to shoot two months worth of content. And you have to have people want to give you the car that they just worked on to bring there for them to drive. Yeah. <laughs> right. That, like it's not the same as like, as like Matt Farah taking out somebody's Porsche t- Taycan or Taycan or whatever. Yeah. Like it, it's like, you know. Okay. If you're listening to this and you're going to Summer Matt Siri and you are cool with me driving <laughs> your car, let me know. Shoot me a line. Get a hold of me somehow. Email Lake Erie Speedway. And just say, I yeah, want, I want Jacob's car. Yeah, tell AJ, I want Jacob to drive my car. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you can drive my car. I don't mind. I, I would do that. I would I would one hundred percent do that because if I crash that, I would be very sympathetic and, and help you out with that. But there's like, what are you going to crash yeah, into? Plus, we could buy another one. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> I'll just give you mine. But that's not mine. Yeah, that's my friend. It's not very. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. One, I, I, I mean, we should probably wrap this up soon, but one thing that I do want to say to anybody who's listening. Um, so if you found the new podcast, I want to explain quickly the podcast feed situation, because I think I discussed it in the last one, but I, I have a request of somebody who wants to do some work for my eternal gratitude. Um, so Shout Engine shut down. The old podcast was hosted on Shout Engine. They sent an email to the old Piston Head Productions email, which unfortunately is no longer up. Uh, the actual Pistonhead Productions domain name, I don't even know if we have a website registered to it anymore. So, um, which I probably should just get running again. Because of that, I didn't get the notification that Shout Engine was taking down the RSS feed, which is the, the basically the feed that puts a podcast up. So the old feed is still available on Spotify. So if anybody listening, because it turns out that we had 200 listeners on the last podcast and I did like almost no promotion. So somebody just mostly found it, which is fucking phenomenal. Um, Thank you. If somebody wants to find a way to scrub all of the old podcasts off of Spotify, I will very happily allow you to upload them to Fireside FM to get that feedback. (laughs) (laughs) 
please, so that I don't have to do it. Oh, so Kyle doesn't have to do it. <laughs> yeah. if, or if somebody please. knows of a way to pull that information without. Yeah, easily. It, yeah. There is another way, which would basically just allow it to record and capture it through OBS or something. But I don't want to do that at all. No. Because there's over My 100 episodes. can't handle that. There's over 100 episodes and I don't want to lose them. I've downloaded them on Spotify, so they are quote unquote locally hosted, but I haven't been able to find the source files. Um, that is the only way right now for anybody to go back and listen to all 109 episodes before this. Which That's wild that you had that many. Yeah. So for full transparency, for anybody wondering, uh, the old podcast at its peak had 15,000 listeners, which is insane. Like, fucking wild that's absolutely wild. wild that we got that now it would be inconsistent some episodes we get like eight some some we get i mean the highest we ever got was 15 i believe it was the episode with tony angelo which had which was terrible because my internet was brutal at the time um but that is where it lives if you have any insight on how we can download those files or get that audio back even just that part i have some of the recordings i do have some of them um, so I could uh, start uploading them, but I don't want to start that process until I have all of them all of or it. a way of getting all of them. Um, cause I want to, if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to sit down and like open a hundred tabs on my computer and just like upload file, copy, paste, copy, paste, upload file, copy. Like that's what I'm going to end up doing. So, because if you can get them back up, like we have so many podcast topics and things that are going to be coming up in the next couple of months that, yeah. I know you're going to be much more motivated to do if you have the back catalog up as well, it's, just to kind of keep the momentum going. It's really, it's really difficult to honestly, like motivation wise, it's very difficult to want to do this knowing that I have to start again, which sucks um, because we did have such a really good following. So if you do listen to this um, and you are one of these super loyal people that, that for some reason enjoy listening to me talk, God fucking help you. please please like actually if you can take a minute to share it or tell somebody that it's back and like i put up a new logo so that you can tell the difference between the two um i'm gonna do some more work to actually promote this i mean i would greatly appreciate it because i would it hurts me that i my negligence lost that following (laughs) is what it is is what it comes down to and it it won't just be me on the future episodes. No. I think uh, going to have some some drivers. I'm sure you have to get Hurst on. We'll yeah. twist his arm. We'll, we'll get Hurst get on. on. I really want to get Simon Olsen on. Get Olsen on. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to get I, – actually, you know who I want to get on is is Jan, uh, who works on Simon Olsen's yeah. team. Because he's fun. I love <laughs> That'd Jan. That'd be interesting. Uh, uh, I'm going to start calling him Jan because that's how it's spelled. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like there's – without getting into details because like – can't legally there's been some big changes with what we do and the people that we work with which is phenomenal and has allowed us some very unique opportunities to have access to people that we've never had access to before and what i'm most excited about and kyle will understand some people listening will understand um is not even the star figures in those companies we're working with but it's the people behind the scenes that i very much want to get on and talk to because there are people that I'm learning behind the scenes of these companies and groups that have been like that, you know, and you love everything they've ever done, but you would have, you, you would no idea who yeah, they are. You don't know who they are. You don't yeah, know who exactly. they are. And that is the part that I'm always excited about is like the superstars and like big names are fantastic. And, and I will do everything in my power to get those people on when it is appropriate. 
but the people behind them that help them get to the point that they're at now are the people I'm fascinated with. And you guys will be too, because just in meetings with them, I'm like, holy fuck, like you're a genius. Like, I just, I want to pick your brain. Like, I, I just, I'm so excited to talk to these people more. So those are the people that I'd like to get on that super cryptic. And I'm really sorry, but one day it'll all make sense. It'll make sense to them eventually. Yeah. But yeah, I can confirm it's, it's big stuff. It'll be yeah. uh, very interesting. Super, super interesting. Um, I, know, I mean, I, I guess while we're on the topic of shameless plugs, I'll do mine and then I'll let you do yours. Um, <laughs> we are, uh, it, it, once again, if you've made it this far, you're, you're kind of the group of people that I want to be talking to anyways. Uh, we are doing some really cool stuff over at ZZX to help drivers in their marketing in a, in a, in a completely free way. Um, we're developing some tools right now to to help drivers with their social media straight up i guess is what it comes down to i don't want to talk about exactly what it is yet because there's a lot of things we're still perfecting and testing um but we are very actively developing a tool to help drivers so if you are interested in that um head over to zzx.digital or zzx.digital um sign up for there's like a newsletter spot on there sign up for it there's a couple cool vlogs or blogs in there that we wrote as well about marketing in the automotive world so um but sign up for the newsletter because i am going to push it out there uh, and do make sure to check out zzx on social media uh once again kyle works really hard to make our news feed look really cool it's all black and yellow if you don't like that then it's not the news feed for you but um, and pretend it's a different color that's it yeah just pretend just squint and it turns into something else yeah. it turns like greeny um so yeah, just I mean, once again, it, go go take a look at that and follow that. Kyle's camera is fighting him. I love the color bars. He can't hear me right now. Um, oh, I can I hear making, you. I was making fun of your color bars. Um, <laughs> so I guess if there's like any sponsor to this episode, it would be ZZX. Um, this will I would remain think so. <laughs> yeah, this will remain as the Pissnet podcast because it is different than the company for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, if anybody, I mean, it's sponsoring it because maybe I will be paying you to edit this video. So it'll be sponsored. <laughs> yeah, so possibly, right? Um, other than that, I'm going to try and wrap up working on the BMW. I have a video for that rolling, which is cool because I show a, a cool way to put angle on that car very cheaply, as well as got some seat brackets from, oh, fuck, what's the company's name? Planted. No, Planted is the seat bracket company. The company has sold it to me. Um, really cool guys. Uh, oh my God. They, oh, they Condor Speed Shop? Condor Speed Shop, thank you. Um, yeah. So shout out to them. If you need BMW parts there, they seem like really neat, like really cool guys. So Yeah, um, they have lots of stuff for, for good price, so. Yeah, they got me. They got, they told me like, hey, this company won't ship to Canada, but we'll like, we'll if you don't mind waiting, we'll get it shipped here and then ship it to you. And I was like, yeah, I don't mind. I'm I, I'm not fucking going anywhere. Um, so, yeah. but it's really appreciated that they they went out of the way to do that because it is a pain in the ass. Um, anyways, yeah, I don't know if you want to do any shameless plugs. Yeah, I mean, um, if you guys want, I'll get Jacob to link my YouTube channel in here. Uh, there's not a whole lot going on there yet, but we have a bunch of stuff. Uh, uh, myself and a couple of friends that are going to be coming up soon drifting. I've been putting up a couple of shorts of me driving, but just kind of uh, following along, building that E46. And then I have a couple other cars that are actually much cooler that I'm not focusing on, but <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully that'll come out soon. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's yeah, the name of the channel? It. You got to say the name of the channel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the Life of Kai. Uh, Kai being me. And yeah. It's my life. Do you want to spell it? 
<laughs> spelled weird. Uh, no, the right life yeah. of Kai K Y K Y. So. Okay, that's the part that like yeah. yeah. As coming from someone who can't I spell know. good, uh, you know. <laughs> You don't say. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, cool, yeah, so for everybody listening, thank you. Uh, if you have just come over from the old feed somehow, I was somehow able to get a hold of you, uh, welcome. We are working on getting those. Uh, once a nice, awesome volunteer comes up, we'll get those going. Uh, so you can check out that backlog. If you do want the old episodes, it's still available on Spotify. Uh, we're now listed this podcast, I believe, on every podcast platform. Um if I guess you wouldn't know if it doesn't show up in your, if for some reason you don't, if it's <laughs> yeah. not, yeah. If, if for some reason you're hearing this and it's not showing up in your feed, I don't know how that would have happened, but <laughs> yeah. um, let me know if there's a podcast app that isn't. Um, and then, yeah. And uh, you know, go uh, steal your friend's phones and get them to, to subscribe. Um, just do it. Um, and if you do post a screenshot of it or something and, uh, and tag Piston Productions <laughs> in it. And I will, Maybe what I'll do is we will now that we have some more free time on our hands, Kyle, is I will yeah, edit so much, so much. Um, maybe I'll batch export all those clips uh, from Long Beach, and we'll just start posting them on Pistonet Productions, and we'll just pull the best yeah, ones for ZZX. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. If you guys want to see just drift get clips that content again, out there, yeah. If you guys want to see drift clips again, let me know. But maybe we'll start posting those on Pistonet. They'll all be real, so you have to do them all by hand. <laughs> she's like whatever whatever like, yeah get, whatever yeah like i get paid i get paid to play on on social media for a living yeah. it's fine <laughs> i'm i'm used to it at this point I know. all right guys thank you again for listening and or watching um yeah we'll talk to everybody soon i guess yeah <laughs>